Welcome everybody to Off Get Ireland podcast. Tonight we're speaking with uh, John McGee. John is an endammer in uh, the Midlands in Ireland and he's just come on tonight to give us a rundown on the state of affairs and, and what he's observing in the in, in work basically. Uh, welcome to Off Get Ireland, John. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks a million for coming on. We're delighted to have you tonight. Um sure just start off say maybe Tell us a bit of your background there, how long you're you're working and um, where you're working and uh, kind of maybe to start off with that, thanks. Well, I'm on my 14th year now um, of this particular job and it's uh, the workload is never like it has been before. And I think we all can guess why. Yes, um, so... So basically, have you basic no not like basic numbers, but like you're seeing that I think we spoke briefly before. So how many people in, in your region are actually doing the type of work that you're doing? Uh, I cover parts of six counties. Well, there's probably about four of us doing the same. Uh, there's no overlap between us. We don't really have anything to do with each other. But uh, apart from conferring uh, about the workload, and everybody says the same thing, although most of them are jabbed themselves, so they won't acknowledge that it's the vaccine. They just complain about the increase in work. So there's only about four of you, like, so... Only, only, four, only four, like, in the Midland area. Like, that's not, you know, I'm not um, I'm not including the rest of the country, just a particular so area in which I work. What's the basic process, like, for when someone passes away? What's the, like, step-by-step, -step or kind of, and to, to get to where... Well, the death has to be certified by a doctor, and if it's uh, in any way suspicious, the coroner may call it for an autopsy. It's quite a lot of that recently, because a lot of unexpected deaths, as you know, and um, if it's cleared without autopsy, the funeral director collects the body, brings it to a premises, and then it's um, it's time to call the likes of me in. So yeah, so the, yeah, the doctor certifies the death. So to, between the four, you like well, most all deaths within the region would would pass like one of your one of your tables. And yes, and are they looking now that that the workload is becoming like nearly unman like unmanageable, or that they're going, are they looking to hire more people, or is it, what kind of what kind of strain is it putting on people? It is, well, it's putting a strain on people so much that you're doing an 18-hour day. And um, like I said to Patricia there, or Finn, I'm not done for the day yet. So uh, I just ducked out to do this. And that's pretty much the way it is for everybody right across the board. And was the report about, is there a waiting list on getting results back from post-mortems or something? Is that behind or do you know anything about that? Uh, I don't know too much about that, but do you really think they're going to give the truth uh, about the unexpected deaths? They'll, uh, they will um, attribute it to something else, like an underlying condition. But, you know, as we know, the vaccines are trigger triggering any underlying conditions. Um, what kind of um, cases are you seeing coming across? Like, because obviously, like, if, you, if you're in your line of work for that length of time, you're going to be, you know, it's, you know, it's pretty run in the mill, so it must be like what's what what different what different things are you seeing? A year and a half ago, uh, the patterns started changing. Lots of 
uh, people falling, uh, not waking up in the morning. Lots of people have been found in their beds, unresponsive. Um, lots of failed paramedic attempts on the remains uh, when, it's, when it winds up on the table. So uh, those cases were few and far between in, uh, in previous years. But now it's like an epidemic. You could you could see one a day. And is it is there is anyone raising? The, well, I know you're you're raising a red flag here tonight. But like, is there like between your colleagues, or is there a chain of command that can you know, or what's the protocol? There? No, you might say it to um, one of your clients, one of the funeral directors, but most of them are heavily invested because they're jabbed themselves so they don't want to be confronted with the fact they themselves made a bad decision and could wind up on the table too so they just turn away fingers in the almost like fingers in the ears la 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 don't want to hear it you're crazy even though they're feeling the effects of the inc increased workload yeah it's um it's yeah, it must be i don't know how I don't know what way I'd be in that situation, but like something has to give. I know there was something there in Kilkenny. There was a guy on the, um, on the radio uh, saying that he'd seen an uptick, yeah, with the deaths on, on RP.ie. So like there's some say some people are beginning to to call it out, but there's just no none of the mainstream uh, papers or anything are, are, are touching it. I, I see the light paper that uh, has a few things on it, but you know yourself, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody wants to confront it because, like I say, they're all uh, they're all jobbed as well. So it's inconvenient for them to hear or to see. So you're saying that the change started happening around the rollout, like is that kind of what you're saying, like a year and a half before? Yes, several months after the rollout, you you start seeing the increase, the uptick. I mean, for example, like the county of Galway, it's a big county, a big area. In the latter half of 2020, there was exactly 1,000 1, deaths in the whole county. In the latter half of 22, uh, there's 1,400 deaths. So, and that's just a, a small section of the year. That sounds massive, like a thousand, and then you put an you put an extra 400 on there, like you're you're yeah, near 50 percent. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's what they when they do the av they're averaging it out. I know some people have said it's like sixteen percent extra, like an, or around yeah. that. In, yeah, that's so, it. Yeah. But just in specific areas, it can be like you, like you just said. Like it, I, I don't know. It seems to be any suggestions on how we can get it out to like, or, or, like I suppose no one wants to touch it. For no, no one wants to touch it. And the type of people who will be raising these issues, um, inadvertently fall under the far right banner you know uh, quote unquote far right so nobody wants to listen to people who uh stand for conservative values either because the nexus kind of writes itself so uh yeah inconvenient truths hard to confront because when you stand for, you know when you start seeing uh, the, the flaws in one area all the other flaws will be revealed to you right across the board so then you're down a rabbit hole people don't so people have written you off as as a conspiracy theorist for a start so you know where i'm going with this well this is it it's just a tactic the tactics they use but I, I do think that they're becoming less effective like with the there's all sorts of different issues you know yourself going on in the country and i think mm -hmm. that kind of you know labeling people it's, it's not going to wash anymore i think it's getting to lose it's it you know 
you lose its power. Um, so just then, like, I, I know maybe people might be interested, like, so what's the process then? Like, if I die, then the doctor comes in, certifies me. What, 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 what do you do then specifically? Like, in your, like, what do you, what, what's the process? Well, I will inject formaldehyde into the remains using the carotid artery, which I'll raise above the surface of the skin. And in these, in the arteries, I'm finding uh, the clots, uh, which you would have seen in that movie. Uh, died suddenly. That's where you're. That's where you're pulling the clots out of. So you can see from that you'd see in life that the blood flow was inhibited, uh, contributing to the death. So anyway, yeah. Getting back to your question, yeah. The formaldehyde would take. The, so you inject the formaldehyde into the most usually the carotid artery. That's the ideal location. It would take the route of the blood in, in through the heart and out through the out to the extremities. Eventually, <laughs> bringing the color back. And then I drain uh, the blood in the remains, dispose of that, and then the rest is cosmetic. Had, had you much, had you many so-called um, COVID-19 deaths? Like, I know you, I think it was, tell us around, around the time when we were all locked down, like what was going on at that stage? Was there any, what in were those? 2020, I didn't do any more than 10 COVID cases. And, in the whole time, even up to now, I've, I've definitely not done more than 20. But they were swabbing bodies that, um, some bodies that died of suicide, they were swabbing them in the hospital and sending them out as COVID positive. Yeah, I, I read that somewhere and I, I couldn't believe it. That Yeah, they were swabbing the, the corpses and trying to get the numbers up. So it's nearly like the whole thing, it flipped, like there was a big push yeah. to training to, to make it an increase yeah. at one stage. And now it's all brushed under the carpet when there's exponential excesses. Yes. Keep the fear by increasing the stats. And the, the thing with the, the, the die suddenly, like, are, you're seeing similar stuff, like with that, that type of clot, then Yeah. What the fuck was on the death cert then, or, or is, is there someone else then that writes the... No, I'm not. I'm moved on to that information. Sorry, Gavin. Yeah, so someone, yeah, so you don't do the autopsy, sorry. Yeah, yeah. so you're, yeah. Yeah, I put them back together after the autopsy, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't usually get the results. It'd, be, it'd just be by chance. I might hear something, but... um. Essentially, I'm just the cleaner, so I'm not going to hear too much unless the body is an infectious an infectious case. I'll, that's when I'll be informed to take necessary precautions. And is is that the way it went with the the few people that you've seen that came across that supposedly had the COVID? But like, did, did you have to take any extra precautions with that, or what? what was I I personally didn't because that uh, takes too much time. But they'd advise you, same with hepatitis, HIV cases, to uh, use extra prophylactic equipment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think you didn't, I know you didn't want to be nailed down, but like roughly how, what, what, what percentage more kind of workload are you seeing? And, and your region is what, it's round awfully, it's... Awfully leached yeah, yeah. West Mead. Longford. Yeah. And, and you said, yeah. Sorry, go 
yeah, awfully Leash, Westmeath, Longford, uh, Roscommon. Um, because there are some some parts of that. So yeah, I'd see a fair bit along the way. And the workload is increased by, I'm being uh, modest when I say 20%, because some weeks it seems more. So if you keep it at 20, then the so-called fact checkers can't come and dispute that, because that is visible to anybody who views the obituary pages. Sorry, there. Yeah, um, good stuff. Just another question on a bit of the background. Like, what, what's the process if someone wants to, to become an embalmer, like, or if they wanted to get into that kind of line of work? Like, how, how do you train? Or, oh, you'd apply to a school of um, usually the an institute of embalmers, they're, they're easy to find online. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, I'm kind of blown away with, with the the twenty percent figure. Like, um, it seems to be like outrageous. You know. Yeah, like like I just quoted Galway to you there. That was a little bit more than twenty percent. But if you go to say Offaly, for example, the latter half of twenty twenty was uh, four hundred and four deaths, and that was the height of COVID. So, and the latter half of this year, uh, five hundred and forty deaths. So, from four hundred and four to five hundred and forty. So th there you'll get around the 20% increase. So, but other counties may have more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. Um, we had John Aluni, I think you know you were home. We had John Aluni uh, last right, yeah. week. And um, he was saying that there was excess fluid in some of the, the bodies. Did you come across something like that? Yeah, that's because the, uh, mul it's a lot of the time, uh, it's because of multiple organ failure. The body can't process the fluid, so it builds up within the within the remains. So you're getting them saturated, swimming in this fluid inside of a body bag. So yeah, they're just totally undignified, wrapped up and shipped out of the hospital as quick as. Yeah, it's, it's scary stuff. And would you say at the moment it's mostly is it heart is or is it uh, what do they call it sad or adult sudden death syndrome or what, what what's going on the tag now from for all these people or is there like for cause of death. Well, see, I don't like I said, I'm not privy to that information, but it's visible. The the condition of the remains is visible because you can see the um burn marks from the defibrillation that the paramedics uh try to do on the remains. So that's you can't hide that. And you can put two and two together then when you see that you know it's the heart that they suspected. Yeah, that's really really something else. Mm -hmm. Um where do you see it all going? Like, do you think it's going to reach a, a, a point where it's not going to be able to? That yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. There won't be enough hours in the day. Dolores Cahill recently said that if it keeps going the way it's gone, there won't be enough people to bury the remains. So I think funerals, the traditional Irish funeral, you know, the three day wonder is going to be a luxury that not everybody can afford. It's going to be much like England, where you're stored in a fridge for two weeks and somebody will get to you in due course. If even that. And when will when will the workload become such that like that, or who will who's it up to to hire another person into the region or something like that? Like that's where like I I'm just trying to figure out like when it all gets exposed or will is what do you, what do you think about insurance, life insurance? Like surely these indicators of red flags are going to have to come out somewhere. Yeah, what was that about insurance, Gavin? I didn't quite get that. 
I'm just trying to figure out like what, what when it's going to reach a tipping point that it's going to be undeniable. Or I know what you just said, like about what the Lord said when they're stacking people up. But I know mm. it's, it's horrible to say like that's our friends and our family and everything, you know. Yeah, oh, I know. I understand. Um, if it increases any more than it is now, everybody in every regional town uh, is going to be attending. For you. Like people are noticing already in the likes of Tullamore. Everyone's attending a funeral now that, you know, they might they might go once a year, you know, average to a few. Now they're attending several per year because it's affecting everybody right across the board. And uh, people are talking about it, but it's if they'll look into it anymore, that's the question. But this is it, it and I think what you said there earlier about the fact that uh, some of the, the undertakers from that day you know, they've gone along with it as well and they've taken the, the stuff and it's very hard to, to, to turn around then and admit that that could be something. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, funeral records are gone. I mean, oh, this week now, or, or was it last, last month, they were rolling out the fourth, or the fourth vaccine is in full swing right now. So the second booster. And I've had funeral directors come into the room and say, uh, I have shingles or I can't my, my left leg isn't working correctly and you just try and say it to them but no they just they just fuck you off yeah it's it just it is it's definitely happening more and more um, are, what, are any of the families uh, do you get, or do you get to, to talk to any of the families or are you getting no. to hear anything through the grapevine about anyone, anyone no. asking questions or anything? no I'm strictly back of house so I don't have anything to do with the families so um but i do hear i do i do hear things that you know they recently received their they, they should be fine he should have been fine he's in, he's boosted up to the max so those kind of things you would hear and it'd be only it'd be only the likes of us that would say well well that's the why but every you know they'd be comforted and saying yeah i, I don't know how that happened he shouldn't be he's he's completely healthy he's immune to uh covid19 because he's received all his all his jobs so yeah they're still in denial and only today now i heard that they well, it was on the news you probably heard it yourself but they're rolling out the, the 18 to 49 year old bracket now is encouraged to come in for the fourth booster so we're going to expect to see a lot of young deaths in the coming weeks yeah it's really it's heartbreaking I, I just don't know what is what's going to derail the whole thing like um i know a lot i suppose detractors would say you know, maybe it's not all the jabs and that they'll say, oh, people have been damaged from COVID or been whatever else. They'll say, oh, the lockdowns, uh, that they were less less active yeah. and all this. I, I, there could be a little bit of that. I wouldn't say, see, but that's what they're using as a cloak to cover up. Yeah, and it's, what, the perfect, it's the perfect crime because if anyone was anyway compromised, well, it might just take the jab to finish them off, push them over the edge. And, oh, he was old, he would have died anyway. Well, Maybe not. He might have lived another two years. That kind of, uh, that kind of thing. And they're coming in. They're coming in younger as well. Is that what you're saying as well? Like, from, like yeah. what kind of age ranges are you seeing? Like, it'd be different if people have been brought in from nursing homes or something. Like no, that. people have been brought in, been found dead in their beds. But obviously, if that happens, it's a, it's, it's an automatic autopsy. But people have been brought in from. Personally, the ranges I got were from twenty-five to. 39 um in the last in the last week 
several of. And would there be a delay um, for an autopsy? Like if I say yeah. you just said there that if people are they fall asleep, are they put then like how long does it take yeah, for the for someone to perform an autopsy? It takes uh, two and a half hours for an autopsy. Um, that's all going well. That's like a non-invasive, the least invasive autopsy. Uh, but they're brought to the hospital. Now, for an example, Tullamore Hospital, which we're both familiar with, that's got um, a fridge capacity, I don't know, five maybe. And you go in that fridge and you're in a queue. You're in a queue until the mortician and the pathologist can get to you. So you could be waiting several days. Sometimes there's a, there's a delay of three days four days after death until they manage to do the autopsy on you. So um, loved ones are already, you know, they should be past the grieving process. And then it's, uh, it's all, it's presented to them all over again. By yeah, the time it, um, the remains it dra drags out the, the morning process. Yeah. My, um, I, my grandmother passed away abroad back at 2009, I think it was, and she had to be brought home and, uh, it extends the, the whole process like and it does it, it makes it really surreal um mm. just wanted to ask about i suppose you've seen that i died suddenly like what do you I reckon in the hospital like do you think they're checking to see things like? right sorry gavin i tell you the truth i didn't actually get to see it yet i will i'll get to it but uh just again the time to do it but uh i do know like i've seen the uh, the thumbnail and you know the pictures of the clots and that's the only thing i can verify and like, would you think that they're coming across to that, that like when these people are going for these autopsies? I know you, you don't know you're not in the in the in the hospital, but like, mm -hmm. you must presume that they're seeing these things, or would they be looking for them, or, or what? what yeah, you do that. Yes, that's exactly that's why they slice up the organs and the arteries to find uh, possible causes of death, uh, causes of obstruction, and uh, yeah, you're seeing it. But I'm I'm seeing those myself. Like that's uh, something I. Born witness to several times, um, but uh, I don't know what's written on the on the for, on the paperwork uh, that's presented to the family. That's something I'm not um, privy to. So, so what you would see, like, would they they go in for the that autopsy there? And I suppose you you've to nearly put you've to clean that up and and put it back together. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? So, some of those specimens will be within. You know, that's how you'll be coming across them. Is that kind of what you're yeah. saying? Oh yeah, they're within reach. And, and and that's a new phenomenon, is it, since this as well? Because there's a lot of people saying that there's, um, I don't know, i just seen it, some stuff on it, they're saying that, you know, these things are common, like, for not, not what's going on now is common, but that blood clots. Yeah, blood clots are very common. For 100 years. Like. Yes, but uh, the clots that are forming now are not made, of, they're not composed of blood. That's the thing, that's what's not common. And the consistency and... The, the size it's it's just like uh, something that's never been experienced before it must be a, it's a burden to carry like because even for ourselves and a lot of people like trying to share things trying to just people on this uh, they come on here and they're ringing radio stations and they're emailing people and they're chatting tvs and they're you know they're shouting from the rooftops like yeah. but I, I suppose that's what do you reckon that's the battle we're in? We just have to keep 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 it up. Mm -hmm. Well, when the ones that are closest to it, i.e., the funeral directors, don't want to know, 
you're very little luck getting through to mainstream media. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I'm a, I'm an optimist. I believe the whole come out. I hope and I pray that the, the whole thing will come out. And I think that there's some positive development, but I just it must be hard. Um, my heart goes out to you in the sense that, like, like when when everybody nobody wants to know. Everyone has a vested interest in us wanting mm. to know. Yeah. Because uh, it's it's a case of Russian roulette, and they're a ticking time bomb, uh, and it's I suppose it's it's a hard uh, thing to confront, knowing that you may have made that bad decision, and it could be you next. We definitely we we need to have this con this conversation needs to be had at a national level, like it should be on RTE. And what pisses me off is that they um, terrified a lot of people by ramming debt numbers down their faces through the whole pandemic. You know, so many people died today, so many people are in hospital, X, Y, and Z. These yes. people should be highlighted, in my opinion. They should be now front and centre. Why is an extra 100 people died per month or whatever that's going on? It's outrageous. I know. As you can see, like the death rate is, has increased since the rollout. So, And are they not willing to confront that instead of the figures they were putting out uh, during the so-called pandemic. This is it, this is it. Um, suppose we've gone through, we've hit a lot of stuff, so we don't have to go mad for, for keep it going for hours on end. We've hit a lot of bases there. Trisha, have you a couple of questions? Would you, would you like to come in? She might not be there, <laughs> around the spot. Um, Finn, how, how would you have a question there, Finn, while Patricia pulls in the car? I have a question, but it's not really to do with exactly this. How long would it take for um, um, a body, if you, if you didn't embalm a body, how long would it be before it would be begin to putrefy? You know, like, well, say if a body, a person died and there's no embalmer to do embalming, could they be buried without embalming? Like, why oh, yeah, would you have to have be embalmed? Embalmed is just for the living, really, so they they can view and keep it for an extended period of time. But the old ways, they were never, you know, thirty years ago, people were never embalmed. They were just uh, sprayed down with deodorant to try and keep the smell at bay. But you see the face discoloring and the smell would have you know, arrive shortly after death depending on the condition depending on the heat of the room the heat of the area so uh yeah getting back to it i think i was straight off there but uh yeah it's just for presentation and hygiene so what happens when a person dies do they just put them in the fridge to um yeah, keep them, by keep putting them, them in the fridge that keeps them from putrefying obviously so that would give you the time exactly uh, to to get to them uh, yes. be, before embalming is that correct that's correct. Nothing will happen if they're in the fridge. No, and even in these temperatures now, nothing will happen. They could stay out in a in an unheated room for up to twenty four hours. I take a question. My there point kind of really is, um, we don't necessarily need to be embalmed if there if no. there was a backup. You know what I mean? If oh, there yeah. was a that's serious backup as a result of all these people dying. Yeah, that's what I was they saying. They could be just buried quickly, be like within. Say within two days, nothing's going to happen, is it, John? 
within two days refrigerated, but I wouldn't leave it any more than a day uh, unrefrigerated and that and, and in a cold room at that. But yeah, it's, like I said earlier, the Irish funeral, the typical Irish funeral, which is probably the most reverend um, in the whole world, may be a luxury, may become a luxury because of uh, the increase in workload. Yeah, that'd be a real shame because it's actually taken care of. Like you said, you know, like that's a worst case scenario if it had to be like what kind of fins outlining there. If you, you know, like, you know, what's the next step then? You just dig a big hole and throw people yeah, in. But, like, you know, like like a, people should be looked yeah. at. Yeah, are they going to be bulldozing bodies into the ground? Uh, we don't know uh, how, how, how bad this is going to get. There's a lot of, I, I just think there's a lot of scaremongering amongst that. I don't know if it's going to be as bad as that. I really can't. I really can't tell. But um, but it's strange. I think Stephen has a question there, Gavon. I unreleased him. Well, how's it going, lads? Um, how's it going, Thank John? You. Gavon, uh, I haven't, haven't been on in a while, but I, this particular uh, one interests me for a very particular reason. And uh, it, I suppose we can all make this observation, but John, I'm wondering, are you sharing this this view, which is that if if we allow a generation of people to grow up uh, experiencing a 30% higher rate of death as normal, that will become normalized. If we all mm -hmm. don't jump on this now, we, we yeah. can't wait 10 years because, you know, some of the embalmers will die. Some of the funeral home directors will die. All this lived knowledge will pass on. And a new generation of people who don't know any different are going to say, well, they're normal statistics. Yeah. That's a normal rate of death. And uh, th that's why we should be screaming this to the rooftops on every radio station, every platform we can. I don't know, would you agree with that? Oh, of course. Uh, I definitely agree with dragging this darkness out into the light to be exposed. But um, <laughs> these are the only platforms we have right now. Because uh, you know yourself, mainstream media won't touch it because uh, they have to continue the narrative. I'm wondering, should we try to establish, like a, you know, a known normal death rate, or what we what we knew as a normal death rate, and and put that into the zeitgeist before it changes, and that 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 would muddy the waters. That that's what I think would be the best tactic, is to is to continuously repeat a specific number, like you know, like like the the turnover of humanity in a, in a year, normally is X amount. And we, and we stick to that amount. Never let it change. Yeah, that would be a good thing to set in stone. But, um, but where do we put like it should be highlighted the same as the COVID deaths were highlighted, in my opinion. You know what I mean? We should be, every day it should be like, well, 50 people that extra have died. In, I don't know how we specify it, but you remember the level of the propaganda. Yeah, and we don't have that machine behind us. Uh, can I jump I think in there? It used and just to be 85, uh, 85 a week, was it? Or was it 85 a day people died died before the COVID scandemic? That's right. When yeah, did you become that? awake yourself, John? Did you? Oh, were was, you always was, awake or did oh, you just yeah, well, learn been, through this scandemic? No, no, I've been um, sorry, knocking around the populist seen the last four years now so yeah I, I i was kind of awake i was aware i was aware it was coming 
Patricia yeah, has a I question. Go? Yeah, sorry. Can can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, John, um, really, it's kind of more gearing towards your mental health, my my next question. And it would be, you know, you're dealing with, you know, quite, you know, quite a lot of people that have passed on. And I'm sure there must be times for, on occasion that somebody will get to you, you know, that will just touch you, you know, whether it's a young person or somebody, somebody elderly. How do you how do you unwind? Like, how do you take yourself away from there do you know what i mean so it doesn't affect you i tend not to bring it home with me patricia and the fact that i'm so busy i have to get to various different uh counties or towns within a given day i don't actually have the time to think about it. i don't mean to sound cold but it's 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 very like a production line it's only when it's a young person a young suicide or somebody whose life uh was uh, snuffed out that would kind of uh, reflect on it could I follow up with another question, lads, if that's all right? I am conscious that other, other people would like to ask, but uh, you might know something about this, John. Um, did you hear about uh, a funeral uh, funeral home complex in an old Tato factory in Dublin? That's right, Kulak. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Do you have any further information on that other than, mm. let's say, that no, Irish Times article about it? No, I, I don't have any further. Only what you, you guys have read as well. Um, just to, it, it, it seems to be preemptive, thing. like the, like uh, in nature. Yeah, it's like they preempted the increase in deaths that, that, and cashed in on it. That's yeah, Stafford's right. funeral homes, you know. Yeah, we're a big outfit. Yeah, almost, you know, almost like a mini corporation. I mean, people thought they were going to cash in on COVID as well, and a lot of embalmers decided to, you know, up the rate because they said, "Oh, this is major, majorly infectious," and the, the you know, they. They'd be buying Tyvek suits, you know, the forensic suits that the, the cops would wear, thinking they were going to, you know, make big money on it. And they they failed miserably. They invested in fridges and um, sterile units and very little people died of COVID, as you know. And the greed uh, made them fall flat on their faces. So maybe this will happen. Uh, maybe this will happen. The funeral homes that are trying to cash in on it, too. I suppose it's a bit of a perverse incentive as well. Like, like if you've taken the jab, and then also if it's your business, like if you're an undertaker, like, well, why would you say anything when you're making more money? Like, if you, you know, you have loads of reasons not to. But what's bizarre is that the vast majority of of the undertakers have taken the jab also, so they're betting against themselves too. John, how did you find John? How did you find uh, Telegram? Uh, what led you to Telegram? I'm, I suppose the the paranoid nature of us folk uh, to get off and to get off WhatsApp. I suppose Telegram and Signal were the options, and that's how it is. You mean how did I discover it? Yeah, that that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm belonging to various different groups on here. That a lot of there'd be a lot of crossover. So just to keep in contact with people you may meet at demonstrations. So much the same as here. We, we all got censored off Facebook. I think that was it, didn't we? Everything, everyone right. was censored for, we were trying, where, where are all the whistleblowers from? The original whistleblowers. Censored off Facebook, censored off Twitter for wrong think, wrong speak. 
Yeah, this is it. I see uh, Melissa has a question there. Hi, Joanne, I just want to ask you a question there. Um, I'm a first responder myself, mm -hmm. but I was made aware of the new machines that came in to the hospitals and the paramedics that would do the first responder. You know, instead of the the responder teams, they used a special machine to do it. Okay. Um, I believe that would leave marks on the body. But I'm just going to ask, did you see a difference in if um someone had first response done, sometimes they can be cracked ribs and everything else. Yeah, but broken, broken that, that um they were making people sign a do not resuscitate just going into the hospital if you had a, literally a broken leg, they were making people sign this as part of the administration of being admitted. Did you see a difference in that? Can you tell me? As in the, the patterns that a new yeah, machine less, yeah of less people getting it because of these do not resuscitate paperwork that they were enforcing on everyone just at the beginning of the lockdown well people are called to see what i'm experiencing is people you know pass out in their houses or collapse in their houses so there's going to be no documentation available to say do not resuscitate the paramedics will arrive there and do the work on them there and then more often than not, they're brought in dead. They're brought into the hospital dead, and then an autopsy is ordered on it. So uh, that's all I'm seeing. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. No, that's okay. I suppose I was thinking more of people that were dying in the hospitals itself. Okay. Because they were okay, no. being admitted. Because no, I we do. Uh, I very much feel like yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. And thank you very much. You're very brave. No, not at all. Thanks. Um, uh, Siobhan, has someone got her uh, or someone been released there? Your question there, Siobhan. No, she might have had it open back. Um, yeah, so yeah, so let's do I don't see too many more questions there. We had a few questions. Someone was saying that you, you, I often seen, and I know people say that you had the uh, stuff about the free message or whatever. What's your, what's your outlook on that? Or, uh, I think they big them up way too much, and I don't think anyone belonging to a club um, has any. Like, I don't think belonging to any specific organization has any bearing on the work somebody does. Everybody has to, everybody has to hold down a job, don't they? So, what other people belong to, in an extracurricular capacity. It really is irrelevant but if anyone wants to talk about it take it up with me uh via personal message instead of uh, um hogging a, a stream that's about something completely different yeah well, michael Stock has a question it. will i release him yeah uh, michael there go hi how's it going um uh, yeah, I was just wondering there, um, you used to be a member of the Scientology, um, how right. did you get into this? Constantly on a spiritual quest, I guess. You make a few yeah. wrong turns along the way. And how did you, I heard, yeah, how did you realise then it was the wrong path and 
uh, it's you kind of spoke out about them later on as well. That's right. Uh, you realised the wrong path when every interaction requires a financial transaction. It's all based on the money, there, is it? Yeah, yeah, I, pretty, much, yeah. pretty much. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I seen some stuff about Tom Cruise getting his house done up by. Uh, cheap labor and all kind of stuff like that. So yeah, Thank I don't you. know much about them. Yeah, if they do enough labor in this world, they're promised uh, <laughs> they're promised a good afterlife. They're promised that they'll be able to choose their next incarnation. Hi, John. Uh, just a quick one. I actually sent you a message, there, John. Uh, for the, I'm not too sure you know. For the first time last night on Twitter, there was a doctors' debate from from all over the world, uh, uncensored. Uh, I sent you to there for some of your colleagues. It, it was fantastic debate and everything that you're talking about there uh, came up in the debate. There was both sides, uh, different points of view uh, with the narrative and of course our side, you know. Uh, when I, my view, our side won, you know. Uh, but to have, they did talk about the bodies and they did talk about the deaths after the vaccines and stuff like that. Uh, some, some of the doctors there were kind of neutral saying, well, it could be you know, it could be COVID plus the vaccines, plus the lockdowns, et cetera, et cetera. But anyone with a half a brain would have just known that all this madness started after the vaccine rollout. Exactly. Yeah. What, yeah. Sorry. That's why I sent it to, you to just this, you know, to send it on to your colleagues because these are the top doctors in the world having a debate live about it. The first one that's ever uncensored, you know. Uh, thanks for one me. question uh, before I go. It, it, is it possible to basically, do you know any politicians or anything, just to simply turn around and just go, look, I'm a small bit concerned. The percentage of deaf people are up, whatever, 20%, 30% in the last month. Uh, who do I go about this? My local politician is a Cowan, one of the Cowan brothers. And uh, uh, I kind of fell out with him when he was uh, making a collection outside the church uh, recently. So I don't think he's going to listen to me. So I... Uh, I'm open to um, any suggestions of who I could go to. It's more than likely an independent that is going to be the most reliable in this. Is the, is the uptick, is it like, what way is the trajectory? Like, are, the, are these excess leveling off? Are they still increasing? And how long has it been really, like, noticeable? Like, how long, like, it must be, like, in your opinion? Uh, all this year, Gavin. It's not tapering off. And usually summertime, you know, by virtue of, you know, it being good weather and warmer and kinder to the most vulnerable, vulnerable summertime didn't even taper off this year. And, uh, but are they, is it getting busier or are they like, so it's just, is it, is it on the, it, it, we'd have to drill into it and try and get real figures on it, but it, it, like, it, are they still going up a bit, so I'm asking or what do you think? Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, we've only one more day left in this year, but yeah, it's 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 still um, it's still on the uptick. Yeah, it's not it hasn't reached a flat line yet. Yeah, it's scary. I will take a question here from um, Super. Do you want on next? Yeah. Um. Thanks, Finn. Uh, uh, thanks, John, for coming on here. Uh, John, can I ask, uh, maybe it's been answered, but, um, you know, before the injections and stuff were rolled out, 
and it was just COVID, COVID, COVID. Mm-hmm. Was there any, you know, in the autopsies or, yeah, and then bombing, were you getting any of the, was there any cases at all where you were getting that strange rubbery stuff yeah. that was? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I get them regularly. Even before the injections? Oh, sorry, no, not before, no, absolutely not before the injections because it's causing problems. You know, the, the embalming process is, is a lot like plumbing. And if the fluid isn't getting to an extremity, there's a blockage along the way. And if you're going to locate that, you know, these blockages were not common before. Uh, so would, so. You, would it be fair to say that um, the COVID cases that you had seen before, you know, with people that had maybe genuine COVID, um, that you had seen um didn't have these clotting no they weren't presenting any problems whatsoever it's only months after the the rollout they you start noticing the the increase and uh subsequently i'm not gonna lie but that's kind of a relief to me and on a personal level like but um yeah thanks for Thanks for my mind, can, can I ask you something, please? Uh, did none of the other embalmers, if they're seeing these weird, strange clots with these vi- fibrous white tissue, did, it ha- did they not discuss it with you? Are they not talking openly about this? I only know one who's speaking about it. One other in Ireland. Is it fear or is it just cognitive yeah. dissonance? Fear? It is, but yeah, a lot of it is fear. They don't want to lose their clients. And also, most of them are, are jabbed themselves. So I was saying earlier that they don't want to be confronted with the bad decision they made and put the fear, they don't want to experience the fear of the fact that they may be next up on the table. So they just kind of, uh, you know, find a happy place. That's, that's, yeah, that's very hard to believe that they're so blindsided or because mm-hmm. it's a, tr- such an unusual phenomena you know that's happening gosh yeah sorry uh, i think chrissy uh, will we let chrissy ask the next question um, yeah i was just gonna say at the start of all this, there was all that stuff about there being graphene and microchips and um, self-assembling technology and all this kind of stuff in the um, COVID shots. And I was wondering if you saw any evidence of that or if you put in any of these clots underneath the microscope or had a look at them and if they were exposed to signals or anything like that, if there was any truth to any of that stuff. There may be at a nano level, but I haven't, uh, uh, I don't have the the equipment or the or the time uh, to look into that. If I if I see the the clots, I will, you know, take note of those. But uh, as for anything more, uh, anything more like like what you mentioned, I I do I don't pay a lot of attention to it. Sorry. And one other thing, um, you were saying. Like we lost her there. Yeah. Um. I was when you were saying where you could um expose this kind of information to. There's been a couple of local radio stations like Kilkenny Radio, um, that yeah. have been talking out about the migrants, so they might allow you to come on and talk about this on their radio. All right. Thanks for that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um. I think Jupiter there has their hand up. I think from there. 
Hello? You have a question there? Yeah, I just wanted to ask him if he, just in his travels or through his work, if John has had contact with decision makers or I guess you could call them higher ups. And if he has, what's his opinion on their state of mind? Are these people just cynically going along for profit? Or are they actually have some of them drink and drunk the Kool-Aid and actually believe this garbage? And just asking him what would if there is a mix, what would be the percentage on either side? If you'd have any comment on that. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Jupiter. Um, no, I don't meet anyone who's any higher than a, a funeral director, really, or the the occasional doctor. But they're all they're all drinking the Kool Aid. They're all uh, they're all jabbed, and that's as far you know. I don't think there's uh, there's anything sinister with these people. They're just brainwashed. Fair enough. Thank you. No problem. There's a girl called Cabrini um, looking to ask a question. Hi, um, it was. It's um, just I was wondering, um, were you affiliated to any professional group that could uh, advocate for you in some way? You know, no, so, um, the, uh, no. The group that I am affiliated to is the the British Institute of Embalmers. And they all recommended the vaccine for all of their members. So no, there's nowhere to go really oh, with this. Right. Yeah. And like, is there no way of reporting it as a crime, you know, um, from an embalmer's point of view or something? Because, well, it is, it's a crime has been committed, but yeah. you know, like well, going at it from that angle. I was saying it earlier, I do show it to, I, whatever I find I, I, that's uh, untoward, I would present it to the funeral director in question, and most of them do not want to know. Like I said, they're all they're all drinking the Kool Aid, also. So, yeah. and there's no point in going to the guards. No, to go go to a vaccinated police force. You know. Yeah. Right. Very little. What about you, you, uh, have you come across children, or what's the youngest age groups you've come across that's shocking for you? Okay. Um, there have been a few children, but unfortunately, that was suicide. Okay. I'm talking about now. I'm talking about post post rollout. So yeah. no, no, but quite young people. You know, seventeen upwards. Oh, very sad. Brian Wilson has a question. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Hello, John. Good, good evening. It uh, sounds like you've had a, a, a long working day. So uh, what I wanted to ask you is, um, in the line of work that you do, you're going to be in contact with priests all the time. Maybe not yourself, but maybe one of your staff is going to be phoning in death notices. And I'm sure you have some musicians who work for you to, to sing at funerals. Now, with, with these excess deaths, how come the penny is not dropping with that priest, with that harpist, you know, who turns up at the funeral to play, or when you're phoning in death notices? How is it not being recognised? Well, that... the priests are, generally speaking, novus ordo, so they're all under the Pope who advocated vaccines for all of the world. So he's going to, any priest, bar the traditional Catholics, most priests are vaccinated. 
and even a few even a few SSD as well. So you're you're up against a brick wall with that one, Brian. There. What 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 about the musicians? I'm sure you sure you have singers or guitarists yeah, or. Yeah, the musicians are young people, and in their spare time, they're, they're clubbers and and they go out like every other young person their age. So they did everything in their power to be able to do that again, including get the vaccine. So I don't know anybody. Yeah, but, who's really on the same page as this group in the, they're, they're, in the world. So they're, getting, they're, they're getting more work, aren't they? And what, oh, they what about when you're phoning in the death notices? I mean, how come nobody's raising an eyebrow? I find that very difficult to understand. Yeah, I know. They're, it's cognitive dissonance, isn't it? Even the undertakers are scratching their heads wondering why in the first seven months of this year they, they've done more work uh, than the 12 months of the previous year. <laughs> They can't even, they, they refuse to acknowledge it themselves. Mary so. Murphy has a question. Um, I don't know if Mary's there. I just wanted to say, I think everyone here should be lobbying their TDs. We need the likes of, we need someone like Matty McGrath to get up in the, and call it out like they did with the WEF. Like, this is a huge issue, and I think, it's going to have to be fought at a local level. Like you have to be down in TDs and saying, look, find out your local excess mortality or whatever. And the our, on all the TDs, not even, you know. Our neck of the woods, Gavin. It'd be Carol Nolan, wouldn't it? She'd be the independent. Yeah, she, she's not the worst now. I know she's not perfect, but she, she's, yeah, she has a good name. Like, for kind yeah, of... like, like Shinner, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's important, lads. That that's uh, that's all we can do on a personal level. This is the massive issue, and I think this is the one that'll uh, break the camel's back. Like, but like, it's so wrong what's after transpiring, and all of those who are culpable, obviously they don't want the truth to come out. But like, it has to be come out. We need to be able to help. You know, people could be saved maybe even now if they, you know, caught it earlier to figure out what was going on. They could screen people, but uh, um, I think this is the one that's going to, you know, people are going to have to answer for. Good stuff. Um, so we're nearly at the time there. Um, I don't want to be hogging you all night. And you said you were in the middle. You're you're at work at the moment. You were saying, aren't you? Yeah, going back to it after this. Yeah. Fair play to you. Um, fair play to you for having the, you know, fair play to you for standing out and saying it. And we just need more people now to keep coming out and coming out. I know it's look. It's I don't know what to say to you, but fair play anyway for speaking out. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so we leave it at that. Good stuff, John. Thanks for, right, for coming you. on. And um, I'll stop up the recording. And uh, well, uh, thanks for coming on. I'll let you get back to your work. Nice one, Gavin. Thanks for nice giving one. us your time, John. Not at all, Finn. Not at all. Good to see you.